Hello, everybody. This is Sherman uh, posting a new story. Uh, I was happy yesterday to post my appearance on the Hemingway Society podcast. I hope that's okay with you when I do make those media appearances that I post them so that you're aware of them. I don't do Twitter or Facebooks, and those seem to be sort of more immediately promotional. So I hope that's okay with you if I do that on Substack, and I'll also be doing that on my Instagram. So, and yes, as I've promised, I am working on my own podcast to be uh, on here on Substack. I've been trying to figure out the form it's going to take. It's sort of structure and thematics and such, and I'm still pondering. I hope you'll be patient. It is on the way. It is on the way. So today... Uh, this is a sudden fiction. Unlike last week's short fiction, which, as I posted, I think needs to be longer, and I'm going to turn that sudden short fiction into a more typical link story to move it from 500 words to 3,000 words or more. I think the one I'm posting today works as a sudden fiction, as a very short fiction. Uh and I'm realizing that the best short fiction, very short fiction stories operate best when they're almost poems. And I think this story lives next door to a poem, or maybe two doors down, or maybe on the same block. Anyway, here it is. It's called Waiting. For the last three years, while walking to work, I've passed the downtown bus station where a disheveled elderly man mutters to himself as he paces the sidewalk. Waiting, 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 he chants. That's all I've heard him say in three years. I don't know if he's homeless or mentally ill. I try not to live by assumption. But he's certainly odd and has poor hygiene. My curiosity about his biography has grown over the years, but I'd resisted the urge to engage with him until yesterday. Waiting, 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 he chanted. What are you waiting for, I asked. Surprised, he looked at me, rapidly blinked his eyes, wiped his white face with his white hands. I wondered how long it had been since somebody had paid real attention to him. My wife died, he said. I'm sorry, I said. We were married 40 years. That's heartbreaking, I said, and felt stupid and cruel. Of course it was heartbreaking. He didn't need me to point that out. But I've never known what to say to the grieving people I love, let alone to distraught strangers. My wife died of lung cancer. He said, I hate cancer. I said, Jesus, as if anybody loves cancer. My wife died of lung cancer, but she never smoked, he said. My wife died of lung cancer, but she never smoked. My wife died of lung cancer, but she never smoked. When did she die? I asked. Twelve years ago, he said, but she's going to be on the next bus, the next bus, the next bus. I don't know if he was completely delusional, if his wife and marriage were even real, but his eyes were blue hurricanes, destructive and devoted. Next bus, next bus, next bus, he chanted. 
I have never loved anyone like that. Not my parents, not my siblings, not any of the people who've shared my bed. I don't think I could survive that kind of love. But I want it. I want to be ferociously waiting and pacing and chanting for somebody who may or may not be arriving. Don't you want to love like that? Of course you do. Everybody's madness is the same madness.